You're listening to the Sean Light Podcast, a show dedicated to helping fitness business owners escape the chaos of entrepreneurship, simplify the process, and finally grow their business revenue to six figures and beyond. And beyond. This show is about giving the frustrated entrepreneur straightforward solutions and giving you a real-time window into how Sean is building his company, 4A Health, into a seven-figure business. And now, your host, Sean Light. All right, everybody. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of the Sean Light Podcast. Just found out that PlayStation 5 might be coming back. That's probably why I haven't been playing well since Fortnite because my PS4 is probably just a little too behind the times, right? That's probably why I suck. <laughs> uh, so very excited about that. On today's episode, what I wanted to, what I wanted to, what I wanted to pop on here and talk a little bit about, everybody always says that. I always, that's one of the, like the most basic things that people say on social media. They've like fire up uh, an Instagram video and they're like, hey, they always say, what's up guys? Just wanted to come on here and, t- and talk about Everybody always says, so I hate when I say stuff like that. But anyway, what I actually did want to come on here and talk about was I wanted to tell you a story. Uh, and the reason I wanted to tell you a story is because I'm literally practicing my material. Now, for those of you who have been with me for a while, you understand that one of the one of the benefits of doing a podcast literally every single day is that you get to practice your material. You can find out what things work, what things don't. What, you know, what do the audience resonate with? What things do they do they not resonate with? You know, I remember, I remember, uh, I, I like to, when I do like public speeches. I like to, I like to spice it up. I like to have fun with it, and I always tell a handful of jokes and. A lot of times I just get absolutely no reaction. There's one time I got like a surprisingly amazing reaction. Like I told a joke and the whole place like cracked up. And I was like, damn, like, is that joke actually that good? So I like filed it away for later uh, as, as like my go-to joke. And it's, uh, and that's, you know, that's kind of how it works, right? And, you know, the stories that I've heard is, you know, you think about comedians. I think Russell Brunson was talking about this with Dean Graziosi, where he was saying, uh, you know, comedians like Jerry Seinfeld and Sebastian Maniscalco, like these guys, they like go out into the clubs, they go in and grind it out and they try to find out like in the clubs, like what are, what's the material that works. And then when they do their Netflix special, they already have, you know, joke after joke after joke that's been proven and proven and proven. Uh, and, you know, it's, it really is. It's the testing method. It's very much uh, how I run my business and how I coach other people to run their business. And so uh, this podcast is kind of like that, where I can get on here and I can test stuff out. And what I'm currently working on, the number one thing, like if you guys, for those of you who are watching on YouTube or wherever, on Instagram, maybe if this is up there, on my, on my, on my list here, you can see that the one thing for me is lead gen, right? Um, no, yeah, is lead gen, right? And the way that I'm currently doing that is I am, I'm creating like a, a training video. So that people can come on, they can get free training, and then they can hear more about what we do, right? So it's kind of like a, you know, a little give and take there with, with the viewers, uh, you know, your typical webinar or something like that. And I really want to make, I really want to, I genuinely want to make it super good. And in order to do that, I need to, in order to really make it great, like I really got to think about it. And I've been putting together this document, I've been sharing it with all of our clients so that they can kind of see my process as I, as I go through. It's very empathetic. Uh, it's very, 
it's, I very much try to put myself in the shoes of the person who is viewing this. And is it good enough? Is it compelling enough? And you think about how like the psychology of the viewer, you know, each step along the process, it does me no good to slap something together. And I've created a webinar, but everybody dips out after 45 seconds because it's not entertaining. It does me no good. So with that, with that in, with that in mind, like it's, it's a process, it's a journey. Like I really try to consider it. And, you know, one of the parts of the, one of the, the one of the final parts of the uh, of the webinar is where I know that I really need to get the viewer to feel something. I need to get the viewer to connect with me at a deeper level, and I really I, I need to I need to emotionally get them somewhere, uh, and I need to think about where that place is that I want them to go, uh, and then how am I going to get there? And if you guys have been with me for for the last few days. Uh, I know we recently talked about storytelling and how I'm personally working on trying to become a better storyteller, which leads me to this podcast and trying to practice my material and tell some stories, find out what works and find out what doesn't. But I sat there and I, I for, for, I would say three or four days, like really sitting here. If, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see I got this big window here. I look out into the sky, I got the planes flying by and, and I really try to think about what it is that I can do. Like what's a great story that I can tell that gets people to where I, where I want them where I want them to be. So, um, so, I, so I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, and I finally come to the realization. I remember the story of, of, and I know I've told before, I don't know if I've told it on here or not, but it was the first time that I ever went skiing. And if you don't mind, I'd love to tell you that story right now for all the reasons that I just mentioned. So this was back in 2017. I was the strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers. Uh, and it was the all-star break. And I had a couple of buddies of mine who were, uh, who were Diamondbacks strength and conditioning coaches at the time, uh, which ironically is only a few hours drive from, uh, from, from Phoenix to LA. So we decided to, you know, on all-star break, it was like right, it was mid-February, early February, and it was right before like everybody was going to have to report to spring training. So it really was like perfect timing. So my buddies drove out to LA and we actually were going to head out to this island um, and like camp out for the week. I ended up getting like a hatchet and like a headlight and like all this stuff. I had the stuff I've never even used, uh, but the weather was just crappy, like really nasty. And like the, there were advisories and it was like, you know, I don't think that our level of expertise, outdoors expertise is good enough to, to go to this island. So we kind of audible last second. And we decided to go to one of the nearby mountains and go skiing, which was which was a really cool experience because I li I literally lived I lived out in Hermosa Beach, California. Uh, it was beautiful, seventy five and sunny, uh, and we drove all the way out to the mountains and we're up in the snow. Like it was coming down so hard, the snow, and it was all in one day. We went beach skiing, beach all in the same day. It was pretty pretty cool. Um, so we so we we drive out there, drive up into the mountains, uh, and I had never been skiing before. It's gonna be my first time going out with a couple of buddies of mine, and uh, you know I'm a little nervous because you hear about skiing accidents and stuff like that. But I'm not too I'm not too concerned. I feel I'm an athletic guy, and uh, you know that's like the kids do this stuff and like old people do this stuff. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good. So we get up there, we're we're spiral, spiraling up the mountain. We end up stopping at a little lodge on the way up to rent some skis. Um, you know, this is where I learned that you want to get for a beginner, you want to get skis that easily fall off because you're going to fall a lot and you don't want the skis to like mangle your knees or anything like that. 
So we uh, get our skis and we get up there and I'm like, okay, like, what do I need to do? Like, how do I, how do I go about this? Uh, and I'm like, well, I, you know, there's the bunny slope where the, the, the people go over and they learn and they, and they, you know, they learn pizza, right? If you've, if you've been skiing, uh, the, the pizza is what you do. You turn your skis inwards and it pushes the snow out and it lets you stop. Uh, so I just want to learn a few things before we get to the top of the mountain. And my buddies, I say this to my friends and they look at me like I got five heads and they're like, you, you got to you're going to go to the bunny slope. Like you're, you're, you're an athlete, man. Like you, you don't have to go to the bunny slope. Don't be ridiculous. Like we're going right to the top. And I was like, eh, you know, like wasn't really in on that, but the peer pressure got me, the peer pressure got me. So I'm not joking guys. I would say under three minutes from the moment, from the first moment of my life that I put on skis, I am on a ski lift going up to the top of the mountain. Now, if you guys have skied out in the West Coast versus the East Coast, West Coast is way steeper. It's way, you know, the snow is, you know, it's a different kind of snow and it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I'm like, we're going up and up and up. And I never would have expected it to be like this, but we get all the way to the top of the mountain, get off the ski lift. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm right at the cup, the, the cusp looking down. And I am, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how I'm shocked at how steep it actually is. I can't believe how steep it actually is. And you got these kids like whipping around the mountain, and uh, and it was like I was like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to do this? This is, this is horrifying. I don't know anything. And like even like the pizza, like I'm not even good at pizza right now, right? So I was, I would go for a little bit and, and stop and fall, and like that was my stopping mechanism. I would just fall down, just so that I didn't have to deal with anything, right? So uh, I ended up deciding that like, if I just ski straight across the mountain, point my skis at a tree, if I can't stop, I can either turn up the mountain or just grab onto the tree. So I did that a few times and where I would like fall down I'd turn up the mountain, I'd grab a tree, uh, get up, take me a couple minutes to get up, position my skis, go straight across the mountain, try to weave through all the people. And it was crazy. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like I had no business being at the top of the mountain. And I was going down and going there. It took me probably 45 minutes, if not longer, to get down to the bottom of the mountain. I get down after one time and I'm like, guys, I, I can't keep doing this. This is, this is absurd. Like, I'm, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to have any fun here doing this today. I said, I got an idea, right? There's another slope over here. We found it, you know, we found it earlier uh, and there's nobody on there, right? So I was like, all right, like, let's, we'll, let's try that out. We'll, we'll go over to that one. So we get over to that mountain and we get over to that slope and didn't take me long to realize why nobody was over on this slope is because it was hard as hell. So we get over to this slope and my strategy hadn't changed. And I was like, this is, this is way harder. I was going tree, tree, tree. My buddies would go down a little bit. They'd wait for me. And I'd come back and I was like, guys, like, this is crazy. Like you're not having any fun because you got to wait for me. I'm not having fun because I'm wildly frustrated. Like we got to, we got to do something about this. Right. So I sat there, I was kind of sitting on my butt for a little bit, looking down the mountain, looking up and trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I, Looked up at my buddy and I said, Dave, if I just point my skis down the mountain, I just go straight. Is it eventually going to level out where I can, where I can, uh, is, is it eventually going to level out where it's going to slow me down? Like, so I don't have to really stop. And he's like, hundred percent. Like, yes, it levels out down there at the bottom. I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So he was, his eyes lit up. He was like, oh my God, this is awesome. So he skis like way down the mountain. He's like, I want to, I'm going to film you. I'm going to film you doing this. Like okay, uh, so I I get up on my I get up and I'm pointing I'm pointing like perpendicular and I know as soon as I point the skis parallel I can't stop and I'm going straight down. So finally get my skis positioned. I 
I, you know, I do the sticks down into the, into the snow and I'm off and I'm going and I'm freaking going and it is going faster and faster and faster and faster. And I feel like I'm going 70 miles an hour. And now I have a real problem because I cannot stop. I literally have no capability whatsoever of stopping my skis, none whatsoever. And I'm getting down towards my buddy and he's got his cameras out and he's screaming. He's like, oh my God, this guy is so good at skiing. He's a natural. And I fly by him at 70 miles an hour. Right. And I remember thinking in my head, like, holy shit, Sean, like you need to be, you need to get into your athletic mode here. So I like get down, like crouch down a little bit, a little like a quarter, like a half squat really. Uh, and I'm getting into that, like that skiing position, what I think is a skiing position, because I'm like, I have to be athletic as hell. Cause if I fall here, this is going to be disaster. Right. So I'm getting down to the bottom. And finally I see a turn of the right, which I was capable of turning. I see a turn of the right and start leveling out. And I was very grateful. I was like, I made it to the end. It wasn't that bad. And I got down. I was able to, I was able to maintain, even though I was going crazy fast, I made it down. And in that moment is when I realized that the reason that it levels out is because it merges with the beginner slope, not the bunny slope, but the one that I was first on the beginning where all the people are on there. So here comes, so we're going straight, everybody's going straight down that one mountain. And here comes Sean at 70 miles an hour, just boom, right through, right perpendicular to everybody's path going down that mountain, right? And I was like, oh, shit, like I got to lock it in again. And I'm like bobbing and weaving, trying to avoid people. And I finally get to the other side of the mountain. I turn my skis up and I make it and I sit down and my buddies end up getting over to me and they're crazy. They're like, oh my God, you're a natural. Like you're so good at skiing. And I, I, I am absolutely exhausted. I'm spent like mentally drained. I cannot believe what I just did. It was so terrifying that I actually got down there, but I actually got down there. And I said to my buddies, I was like, it was crazy, but it wasn't that bad. Like I actually, I actually, I actually made it. It was, you know, it was doable. So we get back on the ski lift and we do it again and we do it again and we do it again. And slowly I started like, oh, let me, let me try to turn. Let me try to stop this thing. I started learning how to stop, right? I started learning how to ski. And now I can go skiing and it's a piece of cake. Like I'm, I love skiing now. Right. And I've only been skiing twice in my life. And I think uh, like I'm disproportionately better at skiing versus the amount of time I've spent on the slope because I enacted that, that, that strategy. Now skiing is highly dangerous. I'm not going to recommend that to anybody, but for entrepreneurs, I want you to understand that as soon as you decide to become an entrepreneur, you you put your skis on and go straight to the top, whether you have any experience or not, you go straight to the top of the mountain. Now you have a couple options. You can do what I did and it can take you forever. You can be 90 years old by the time your business finally cracks hundred K, right? You can go from tree to tree, to tree, to tree, right? You could walk down the mountain, right? You could just stroll down the mountain and completely don't even try to do it, right? You could crawl down the mountain, right? And don't, again, like you don't even try to do it. You could call the ski patrol to come get you, to rescue you from the Trevor, to the absolute terrors of entrepreneurship. Or you could just go for it and you can get down there like that and you can just figure it out as you go. Because the interesting thing about entrepreneurship is that when you get to the top of the mountain, when everybody first gets there, nobody has any idea what they're doing. We're all trying to figure it out. But what happens is, is when you get down there, there's a couple things that happen. Number one is that you learn it. You figure it out. You're like, holy crap. Like, it's not that hard. I, that's, I, I got this. I got this. And at the same time, you get way further, way faster. So as an entrepreneur, you really have, you have, really have one of two options. There's two paths that you can take when you get to the top of the mountain. You can go for it. Learn that it wasn't that bad. You can push through that threshold of fear. 
or you could waffle, you could not go for it. You could try to go slow and try to play it safe and, 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 and take, your, take forever to get to the bottom of the mountain. Now, which one, I mean, logically, which one sounds like the better plan? Which, which, which one do you as the entrepreneur feel is going to be a more successful pathway? And the real, the real lesson in this is that entrepreneurship is about pushing and expanding your threshold of fear. Because what's crazy is when you get, when you first go down and you first go for it, at the end of it, you realize it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that hard. It wasn't nearly as scary and, and terrifying as I once thought it was. And then your, level, your threshold of fear, your capacity to deal with that has grown because the next time that you're faced with the same challenge, it's not nearly as scary to you. And that's entrepreneurship. It's expanding that threshold of fear, expanding that threshold of control and doing it over and over and over again. A lot of you feel what it feels like. You know a decision that you have to make. You know that there's something right in front of you that can transform your business, but there's fear. You're on top of the mountain. And you don't want to go straight down because you're scared. You don't know what it's going to be like. But that's the game that we're all playing. As an entrepreneur, you've risen up. You've, you know, you've, taken the, you've taken the path to the top of the mountain, the ski lift right to the top of the mountain. And now you got to figure out a way to get down. You're either going to get rescued, go take way too long, or you're just going to go for it. And that's my story, guys. So that story, guys, is going to be the, 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 like the final leg of this training that I'm going to do uh, in the, uh, that'll be placed up on 4acoaching.com. Who knows if this is, you know, this has been a couple of weeks since this has popped out and you're reading this, it's probably already up there. Um, and I want to, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep trying to refresh it and get better at it and get more strategic. I thought that was like from a practice, from an entrepreneur standpoint, I thought that was pretty good, but I think I want to be able to polish it up and make it a little tighter, especially towards the end. Uh, and uh, I'm going to keep polishing, keep working at it, and then we'll eventually get it up on the platform so that everybody can see it. Let me know what you think, because this is about testing as well. Let me know if that resonated with you, if you liked it, uh, or if you didn't like it, I'm on an, I, I want to know that too. So thanks for being a part of this podcast, guys. If you like the story, subscribe. Uh, uh, subscribe to the podcast, review the podcast, uh, and tell all your fine friends about the Sean Light Podcast and how every single day we're giving you the real lessons of how to build your business. Like These are the real lessons, guys. This is no joke. Okay. Uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow, guys, for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast. Have a good one. Did you know you can work one-on-one -on -one with Sean for free for 30 days to help you build your fitness business? If you want to learn more about how to take advantage of our 30-day runway coaching program, head over to 4acoaching.com and schedule your free momentum call. That's the number 4A coaching.com. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast.